No. You do the, we're on the exact same topic, changing gears. <laughs> Let's talk about the no. same thing. No, 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 no. Actually, maybe, probably. I never listened to these back. But what I have learned from, like, listening to other podcasts and what they talk and what they say, the, uh, what's the phrase Matt always makes fun of you for? Uh, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. Some form or fashion of that is used quite a lot. I only say it on the podcast. I've never said that in my life except for on the podcast. And yeah. I can't not say it's, it on the podcast. It's a very popular phrase for podcast hosts. It's kind of like a, I think I know what I'm talking about, but that might be the wrong word. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying when I say whatever it may be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think sense. it sounds alright. I, I generally, if I'm talking out of my ass, I just say it with confidence. And <laughs> let it let it ride. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. And welcome to the first off-season edition of the Black Storm Podcast. Hank Playfair here with Rob Antonell and special frequent recurring guest, strength and conditioning coach, Dan Studer. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good. Fantastic. It's, uh, it's great to be back. Alright, it's good to have everybody back. Jim Matigley's here too, but he doesn't have a mic, but that doesn't matter because he never talks anyway. That's true. <laughs> So, we're all here this evening because we're talking Lithathon. First real, I think, major event that the uh, community gets to come and watch for the, the this coming year's edition of the Mass and Tigers. Um, I guess, first off, you know, Stu, can you tell us what the Lithathon is and explain, you know, what's going to go on? Uh, yeah, so the Lithathon is um, our yearly kind of showcase of our off-season strength and conditioning program predominantly strength i suppose um it's been going on for over 20 years obviously started um my from my with my dad um back when the strength and conditioning program at maslin just started and um we you know train all through you know the off season at least the we're, we're over the halfway point now and we just like getting the community to come out see the kids kind of compete in a you know strength conditioning atmosphere um raise a little bit of money try and you know get the kids go out get some sponsorship uh you know just uh kind of twofold raise some money for the weight room and the football program but also give the kids a little bit more more motivation to push themselves when they're doing our our core lifts and um you know it's it's something that's been you know steadfast throughout the years um now that i'm back i'm you know hoping to kind of take it to another level um get it to be not that it ever wasn't a thing, because it's, it's, it's always been pretty good, but um, I just want to build upon it, make it a little bit better. So um, we've got a, some, some things planned that are going to kind of ramp it up a little bit, and um, it's going to be good that it's next Saturday, um, which is the 20th of April. Um, we added a new public competition called the Grip and Rip 
bench press challenge, which will start uh, roughly about 5 o'clock. We'll have contestants come in, and they're going to have to weigh in, and they're going to have to uh, get warmed up and that sort of stuff. But we're planning on having them doing some uh, bench press activity beforehand. And then the kids, if you're just coming out to watch kids, they're going to start roughly about 6 o'clock. So we'll be doing the bench press. We'll be doing the back squat that night. We'll do the, we add in our um, hand clean lifts. Uh, our totals, but we'll do those prior in the week. We're probably going to do those next Wednesday. Um, but it's a cool event. I mean, come out, support our kids. Um, they've been training hard. We've had a fantastic off season. Um, you know, we got a lot of multi-sport kids, but we still get them in. So you know, all of our track athletes are still lifting. All of our baseball athletes are still lifting. Um, you know, and we, we lifted through basketball season and all that stuff. So we've, we've had a really good off season up until this point, kind of going as planned. Um, a lot of kids are getting a lot stronger. A lot of kids are getting a lot bigger. And um, it's just a great opportunity to showcase the hard work that they've done. And the more support we can get from the community, the better, because the kids deserve it. And they've been working hard. So it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I remember coming out to the Liftathon last year and uh, watching it. Uh, and getting surprised by that, I think a tornado warning is that what it was? Kind of yeah. delayed it for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I remember seeing you know some of these kids doing you know almost twice as much weight as when you know Hank, I, and Jim we we all played. Um, so I mean that really shows the different program you got going on, and you know how how seriously you take it. Uh, I mean when it comes to those actual numbers, now that you have another year of your program in place. I know you made a big deal about how when you came in, you didn't have to change much mm -hmm. because the people that were here before you already had a decent program and you consulted with it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, what kind of numbers could you expect from the top people? You know, not asking, you know, who's going to, who's going to win anything, but right. you know, how high can we see a squat go this year? Um, well, I mean, last year we had, uh, you know, our lifter of the year this year was Hunter wants. Um, and he was, putting up some freakish numbers last year i mean i think he was squatting 500 for for reps i don't think this year you're going to see that you're going to see a couple of our big guys that are, that are pretty close to that um and you know like i said before coming in that we had a legit strength and conditioning program it wasn't like anything was broken i mean our kids our, our strength staff which is still there i mean we still have pretty much the same strength staff i'm an addition to it um but they knew what they were doing so they were doing a great job um but i do think that our overall strength this year has improved across the board um that might not be as visual because um if you're not really paying attention to the numbers and seeing you know you, you, the the big guys stand out and they're going to stand out this year too we got a lot of kids that are really strong across the board um but the, the, the younger kids and the kids that are kind of experiencing a, um, a, a, a full off season for the first or the second time, I think we've seen a lot of progress with them. Um, but you're going to see some big numbers. I mean, you're, you're going to see kids squatting 500 pounds. You're going to see a lot of kids squatting, you know, 400 pounds for reps. I mean, we're going to have a, a, a good 
you know, 10 to 15 kids that are benching 300 pounds this year. Um, you know, but and I don't even know that that's really that much different from last year. I think that our clean numbers have really gone up, um, which we don't do that at the Lithathon. But when you get there, you'll be able to see um, we'll have on display what their lifts were before going in because that factors into their total and who wins and who loses and where they place and that sort of stuff. Um, but I would say that that's probably where our biggest gain was. Um, and then, you know, some things that you can't see, um, which is our conditioning that goes into our strength and conditioning program, which is probably the biggest change that we had coming into this year. Um, and you won't really see the, the fruits of that labor until the season. But everything that we do um, is tempoed. So our kids, you know, we lift on a clock and they're expected to get a certain amount of sets in in a certain framework of time. And why that's important is, is because, you know, last year they might have been, they were strong, probably just as strong as we are now overall. But our kids are as strong now, but they're able to do it in a less amount of time, if that makes sense. So, we, you know, not only are we just as strong as we were, maybe a little bit stronger, I don't know, um, but they can be just as strong with less rest. And when you're looking at a football game where you're, you know, you're playing, a, you're, you're snapping another play every 25 to 30 seconds or so, um, that's important. So that's what we focus on. Um, and, you know, we're not, we don't train necessarily to be stronger than other teams in the back squat or the bench press or the hang clean. We, stre we, we strength train so that it's applicable to the football field. I mean, that's what's important to us. You can have a six or seven hundred pound squat, but if you can't apply that to a football play, it's, it really doesn't mean anything. Um, so that's another aspect of it that I like to think of going in. Um, but to answer your question, we're strong and we're strong across the board. Pretty proud of where where our kids are at right now. Um, the kids that have been there for the whole off season. And, you know, really putting in the time, which at Maslin is the majority of our kids. You can see it. You can see it. I mean, our kids are bigger. Our kids are stronger. And we've just started our, we've kind of just, we're in the second week of our uh, strength and power phase where we're starting to add a little bit of our speed and agility, uh, unilateral um, power and, and output and that sort of stuff. Um and that's that's we're, we're we're kind of moving into that really well. I'm really happy where that that's going. So uh, you know, it's it's been a good off season, and, and we're expecting a lot of good things. And uh, our kids work hard. That has nothing to do with me. I mean, our kids worked hard before I got here, long before I got here. And I think Masslin kids are going to work hard long before I leave, or long after I leave. So uh, you know, it's good, and it's in it's. Maslin's an easy place to coach because our kids want to get after it because they're Maslin Tigers. Um, so, but come out and see it, you know. And uh, I think our kids feed off of that. If you get a chance, come out next Saturday on the twentieth. Um, support our kids and do it. And uh, I, I don't think they're going to disappoint you. It's going to be good.
you were talking about tempo earlier and lifting, you know, getting that certain amount of reps in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And we've had Coach Trox and Coach Mazer on here, and they've both talked about how we like to move at a certain tempo on our football field. Right. And how, you know, we like to go – we can go as fast as possible. You know, we like to dictate how the mm-hmm. game flow, how the game flows when we have the ball. Right. How much do you have to take that into consideration when you're planning the off-season workouts and uh, stuff like that? Um, it's 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 pretty much the basis of how I organize our day-to-day um, lifts and exercises. So the first thing that I you know try and figure out is we want to mimic fo- we want to mimic football movement. So all the lifts that we do, um, well, at least 90% of the lifts that we do, 95 probably even more, um, have, are directly related in some capacity to the way our kids are going to move on a football field. So we're not going to, you know, we're not going to train something that isn't going to directly apply to being a football player. A, a better football player. So once I get those movements down, which I have, I mean, I know what I want to do. Then the next thing I have to do is I, I look at our weight room, and now I have to organize it so that our kids can essentially mimic a, a football series or a football game during our workout. So I have to organize it so that I know that this group over here has the equipment that they need and the space that they need in our weight room to be able to move from one exercise to a next exercise with a relatively small amount of rest in between to get our strength gains or our power gains or our you know explosion gains or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I organize it that way. So we don't have at no point in time is everyone in the weight room doing the same exact thing, if that makes sense. Because we only have um, so many dumbbells. We only have so many reverse hypers. We only have so many uh, you know, pull-down machines or whatever it is that we're using. So every different group has a different set of exercises that they do at a certain time so that there's no delay. They can do a set of back squats rack it they can rest 25 to 30 seconds simulating a football game grab a set of dumbbells do a set of straight leg deadlifts you know then either repeat or do another exercise um so there's a lot of time and thought into how do i organize these kids so that there's no delay how do i organize these kids still so that there's a priority of exercise selection so I don't want the kids doing a bunch of auxi- bunch of auxiliary lifts, getting exhausted, and then doing our core lift at the end, which is the priority. So um, there's a lot of time into that, which is probably the most difficult part of programming, because we've got 85 kids in the weight room right now at a time, and we've only got 15 squat racks in there, and we've got a beautiful weight room, and I love it. Fortunately, it's not big enough. Um, and I don't know that it ever would be because we've got a lot of kids that want to play football, and that's great. Um, but so it takes a lot more organization. So whenever I'm thinking about it, the first thing is, is 
you know, like I said, same thing with with Coach Trox and Coach Coach Mazer, is we want to we want to we're we're working these kids towards uh, being the best football team that they can be now. We're not waiting until August like a lot of schools do. We're doing it right now. So then when we get into August and or maybe well before that, when we get into June and July and we start working towards our conditioning. They've got a, They've already got a really solid base of what they need, and now we're just working in June and July. We're working on putting them over the edge, and we do that all the way through week three or four or five of the football season. And I know I mentioned this last time or the time before when I was on the podcast. You know, we're not we're not looking to peak. Week 10, obviously, we want to be pretty damn good week 10 because of what week 10 is. Um, but we want to we want to peak week 13, 14, and 15. So, you know, our first – I view our first five weeks of the football season is still, is still preseason. We're still, we're still working to peak. But by the time we get to June and July, you know, if everything is going as planned, we're ahead of where everybody else is, you know. At least what I like to think that everybody else is, but um, you know we're not wasting any time. We don't start conditioning for football in June or July. We we started that back in January. So, hope yeah, that answered your question. Yeah, all of the uh, programming and you know everything that you mentioned so far, you know it, it definitely shows with uh, you know at least from an outsider standpoint you know how the kids look uh, how they respond to it how they're playing the numbers they're putting up it, it definitely shows that what you're doing is working uh, now more specifically with uh, the liftathon itself uh, I know that's something that you know really means a lot to you uh, it's something that I believe you came to you know quite a bit even when you weren't on the coaching staff here uh, when I was in high school, I, I actually never participated in one because we probably had a baseball game every single t- every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we didn't really lift that much as baseball players during the season, you know. Uh, however, that was back when we played. Um, but getting into it as an event, you know, why is it that this should be recognized as a big town event? Uh, why where where does the tradition come from? It how did it start? You know, why is it that the town should come to this more or less than just reading the numbers on Twitter? Well, I mean, it started, obviously, my, my dad started the Lithathon. Um, like I said, it was over 20 years ago. I can't remember the exact year off the top of my head. But, you know, early 90s sometime. Um, he started it as a way to raise funds to obviously keep the, the the weight room updated to improvements and that sort of thing um we've kind of expanded it at this point where it um it, it, I mean, the majority of it is used for you know weight room upkeep and that sort of stuff um we use some of it just for football needs you know different types of equipment that we need things for the kids and that sort of stuff um but you know m- more than that i think that you know, the off season is really where our kids develop the sense of team and the sense of family um, that kind of propels us into a successful football season. Um, anytime that you and, and 
and and I think the liftathon is a way to get the community involved with that that bonding experience. Um, you know, anybody that's played sports and has been a part of a, a team sport. I mean, even really in you know individual sports like wrestling and, and swimming and such. It's it's still the same thing when you're when you're working towards a common goal of making yourself better, making your team better amongst people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. Um, that, that, that brings people together. I mean, that's really the, you know, if you really break it down, I mean, you know, that's the sense of, of family. If you've got a tight knit family that works together, that suffers together, they became, they become closer. Um, they become stronger because of it. Um, and that's what we're doing in the off season, and I think that's really more important than the numbers that we're that we're putting up in weights and and and, and all that kind of stuff. They're de- they're developing discipline, they're developing trust, they're developing ownership, um, not only in our program but in our team and themselves as a family. And I think this is a great opportunity for the community to get involved with that. Come in, let these kids show family friends fans supporters all the work that they've been doing um like i said not only as individuals but as a, but as a team and let them cheer their let them cheer these kids on as they're doing that um and i want it to be big i want everybody to come out you know and, and we've got some things in place over the, that we're kind of planning we're kind of like on that 5 year plan right now or each year we've got some things that we want to put together but we really want to make it an event where in the off season you know in in late april um an opportunity for some of those alumni to come back home see these kids lifting people that are obviously in the community to come out and see these kids doing what they do and just kind of celebrate the fact that we're working to be closer as a team and closer as a family and then hopefully clo- closer as a community um, so that's why it's important to me. I mean, you know, that, and not only the fact that there's kind of a, a family legacy aspect to it. Um, and then we want to raise that money to, you know, we have a fantastic weight room and I, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more than we already have. Um, but I think one of the things that, you know, when I first came here before we got this, what we have now, uh, it was subpar, you know, our weight room was really down in the dumps. I don't think that's any secret to anybody. Um, it was borderline dangerous the way it looked, and we knew that it was something that needed to be fixed, and the Board of Education realized it was something to be fixed, and they, you know, they fixed it because we have a great Board of Education and great superintendent, and they understand what that means to us and to our kids. And uh, But if we don't want that to be in the same place that it was a year ago, in five or ten years then we need to constantly be updating we need to constantly be improving and we need to constantly be fixing things to get broke um you know because our kids and a lot of kids i mean that weight room is packed from 2 30 until 6 30 7 o'clock at night every day it's not just football it's 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 everybody it's it's boys sports it's girl sports you know, it's, it's education classes during the day as well. And um, we want to be we want to keep it top of the line because our kids deserve it. They go in and they put the time in and they use the crap out of those 
those weights and those and that equipment. And when you use something that much, it gets broken down. So we, we always want to stay on top of it. We always want to have the best. And uh, this is a way to raise some funds to do that and also get the community involved to it. So I, I think it's a great thing. And the bigger we can get it, the better. So, um, you know, obviously it's something I'm passionate about, but our kids are too. So that's good enough for me. All right. So for any of the fans out there that they, they do want to come support the Liftathon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether, you know, obviously they can come out and watch it. Uh, but financially, if they wanted to support a kid or, you know, how, how does that work when it comes to the actual financial standpoint of it? And as well as that, uh, what is all entailed with this grip and rip challenge? I, I know I saw some other things online, but if you mm-hmm. could just go over that real quick. Well, I mean, the first the first way that you can, you know, support the kids and support our program is go out and find an athlete that's lifting um, and support and donate. So you can just give a flat sponsor uh, amount, you know, donate 20 bucks, 25, 50, whatever, 100, 150, two grand, whatever you want to put in. Um, <laughs> you know, I think typically people donate about 10, 20 bucks, something like that. Um, and then they add that up over time and then each kid gets, gets a good amount coming in. Um, so that's, that's, that's what we, you know, really the liftathon's geared toward is supporting the kids and just giving them a little bit more motivation to, um, you know, lift harder and, and give their best. You know, when, when people are giving something that they've sacrificed for, you know, worked for their hard earned money and you're donating it to a purpose. I think the kids respect that and, uh, they want to lift a little bit harder because of it. Um, and I think, you know, that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, but, you know, we, we've added this uh, new competition this year, which is a way for uh, community members to kind of participate in the Leftathon and donate some money as well. We have um, three different tiers of uh, donations that you can make to participate in the Grip and Rip. The first one is $25 flat fee, just gets you in the door. Um, you get to do your bench press um, and compete. I'll explain uh, how that works in a minute. Um, the second one's a $50 donation. You give a $50 donation, you get to compete, and you get a Grip and Rip t-shirt. Um, the third way is a $75 donation. You get to compete, obviously, as well. Uh, you get a T-shirt and you get a hoodie. Um, so we'll have some good uh, Tiger Store designs, uh, good quality uh, material like we always put out. Um, so if, if, if you want those two donations, if you're willing to, to put up that kind of money, and you know we're going to give you a little something for it. But then the way the, the Grip and Rip works, we have two divisions. We have a men's and we have a, a, a women's. Um, we're going to... Uh, have prizes for the top three so we'll have some some gift cards right now I know that we're gonna have some Tiger Store gift cards we're working on some uh, gift cards from Rogue Fitness um, as well as um, possibly some some additional gear and stuff that you're gonna get um, but the way that works is you come in we get your body weight um, you pick a weight so for for men you have a few options you can bench press 95 pounds. You can bench press 135 pounds. You can bench press 185, or you can bench press 225 for the men. Uh, the women, you can do a straight bar. You can do 45 pounds. 
You can do 65 pounds, you can do 95 pounds, or you can do 115 pounds. Now, we're not going to limit it to that. So if you come in and you're not 100% sure, if you're a girl and you're not sure that you can do a 45-pound bar, that's fine. We'll break some dumbbells out. We actually do have a, a lighter woman's bar, which I believe is 55 pounds, so you can rep that out too. Um, but the idea is is you pick a weight, you rep it out um, for as many reps as you can, you times the weight that you lifted times your reps, and then you divide that by your body weight, and that's your score. Okay, um, pretty simple. Uh, same thing with the guys, obviously. You know, you know weight that you that you press times your times your reps, and then divided by your body weight, and that's your score. So it kind of evens everything out, so we don't have to have any weight classes. We don't have anything of that. It kind of kind of figures out you know who uh, how how strong you are in the bench press pound for pound. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and you know it's it's not it's not designed to be a one of those things where a bunch of meatheads like me are coming in and and you know trying to do their best to win. Obviously, we want people to be competitive, but it should be a fun thing. Uh, you know, we want a bunch of different people coming in to do it. We want people that are experienced in the bench press come in, and we want people that have never bench pressed a day in their life. To come in we want it to be a fun event we want it to be you know loose and not you know not not serious at all um so we, we've actually have a have had a uh, great um increase in women who have signed up uh this past week and i want to give a shout out to uh mrs becca moore for that and her uh her, her facebook fandom um, she's got a great following, and uh, she helped us get a lot of, lot of, lot of girls involved. Um, we got a couple moms that have signed up with their daughters, who are actually still in high school, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, so, and you know, if, if if you're a student at the high school that wants to sign up too, and you know, you're not participating in the lithathon, or maybe some of our older guys, you know, I've told them too, the guys that are that are graduating this year, more than welcome to come and. Uh, and get that in as well but we just want it to be a fun event um, we want to get the community community involved um, and I think it's a great way to do it and like I said it's nothing serious so if you're worried about coming in and being intimidated or anything like that if you've never bench pressed before I can teach you real quick and we'll figure it out we'll get you down there and we'll get you repping some some weight out and uh, just have a good time and raise some money for the program and um, it's just another way to sponsor too you know, it's, it's another way to help to help the program out. So it should be a good time. I mean, yeah, definitely sounds like a, a great experience for anybody that wants to come out, come down and support the team. Uh, for the people that do want to sign up for this, uh, how can they do that? Well, the easiest way to do it is to find our Facebook page, which is the Steve Studer Memorial Lithathon Facebook page. Um, we have all the information you need on there. Um, we've posted the link where you can go online and register through Eventbrite. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. Slob55 is my Twitter handle. Um, you can probably just put in Dan Studer and find it too. Um, I frequently post in the link on there. Um, if you just want to show up and sign up, we're not going to turn you away. So you can do that as well when you come to the event. Um, you better just come a little bit early. The only problem with that is if you give a bigger donation, you might not get a T-shirt just because we, you know, we're going to pre-order those uh, and that sort of stuff. So, um, 
you know, we recommend that you do it online just to make sure if you're gonna if you want some gear, you can get it. We want to make sure no everybody goes away with with a little bit of something. Um, but yeah, so that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, I don't have the web address with me, but like I said, find us on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on Facebook too. It's on there or on Twitter. Is there a cutoff point for when you can and can't get gear? Yes, it's probably going to end up being early next week. Um, I want to say Sunday of this week is probably the last day that you can sign up. We might be able to stretch it till Monday just because we got to get that stuff ordered and get it printed. And so. those dates would be? Um, well, let me pull out pull my out calendar, calendar here. Yeah. Hold on, what's this? I mean, I mean you know, podcasts are everywhere. So if, if you want to play it safe, I would be signed up by the 14th, which is this Sunday. We're recording on the 10th. So probably get released on the 11th. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, get get. I would get signed up by the 14th. Um, like I said, we might be able to stretch it to the 15th. And we're going to make a couple extra. We're going to have some of those down there that we're going to be selling as well. Um, I don't know how many of the grip and rip tees we're going to make extra but we're, we're definitely going to make a few extra um the hoodies we probably won't make too many extra if you want to do that 75 dollars donation um and you know along that that theme too we're, we're going to have um the booster club will have liftathon t-shirts down there to sell um i would imagine we're going to have if you did not get a mustache march shirt shirt we will have those down there as well even though it's not march anymore and even if you don't wear a mustache, it's still a pretty cool shirt. That was another fundraiser we did last month, um, where all the all the proceeds to that were going toward the, towards the lithathon too. So, uh, so this just came to me, Hank, uh, and I guess Jim too. I, I don't know if you guys want to be a part of this or not. Uh, I, I'll front it. Uh, I'm in. All right. So this is what I was thinking, just as a little thing to help out, just a little fun thing. Uh, you say you're gonna help out, but. Uh, how about this? I, I'd be willing, as a member of the Black Swarm podcast, a uh, a twenty five dollar gift card or credit or however we can make that work to the oldest participant to do the grip and rip challenge. I mean, I'll put that up myself. If Hank and Jim, you want to help out, that's all right. Uh, but they have to let us know. So you have to somehow get a hold of us on Twitter or Facebook. Or if you see us in person, uh, let us know the oldest participant to do the Grip and Rip Challenge. Uh, I'll somehow work out a $25 deal towards apparel. That will go as far as to say is that the uh, the Tiger Store will donate another $25. And making that a $50 gift card at the Tiger Store for the oldest participant in the Grip and Rip Challenge. That'll awesome. get you... A t-shirt and probably a sweet hoodie. All right. I, as far as off-rip ideas go, I like this one very much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you older men and women, sign up for the Grip and Rip Challenge. Uh, bring a form of ID to the uh, to the uh, the liftathon when you show up, and give a shout out. To the Black Swarm podcast on on Twitter is that where we're going? Twitter with? mostly. We're also on Facebook. Twitter, yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook. Twitter, Facebook. Give a shout out. Say hey, I'm I'm showing up. I'm 65 years old. My name is Midge Pfeiffer, and uh, I'm gonna do a. Uh, that's just an example. I'm gonna do yeah. a bench press. 
<laughs> there we go. He's does a, he even listen to this podcast? That's Hank's dad for our listeners. Yeah, he's uh, he's sixty two, I think, and no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so he won't even know that we're talking about him. Nope. It's good to know. <laughs> All right, I'm sure I'll catch uh, flag for that later. <laughs> uh, kind of tagging into the other. All the different events we have going on. You know, the off season. A lot of people can just think of it as an off season. There's not a lot going on, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes. Obviously, we have the Sliptathon. We've been promoting a lot about. Um, I know we just had the uh, Nike opening combine thing. I know that was that was a hands off thing for Maslin. We just happened to host it here. Uh, if you just if you if you know anything about how our kids did, if you just want to touch on that real quick, and also another event that's coming up is the spring kickoff mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know mike leach the head coach at washington state but more than that he is a living icon because everything he says will make you laugh even when he's being serious he's he's the head coach at washington state now he's been the head coach at texas tech he's been the oc at kentucky he was uh tim couch's offensive coordinator that's you know, how he got drafted and all that. Inventor of the air raid passing system and whatnot. He is just a gem of a human being. Yeah, to go along with that, I mean, a lot of people, you know, regard him an innovator, a modern innovator of football. Uh, he's the one that gets questioned a lot about uh, different types of offenses and, you know, why it would work here or why it wouldn't work here. He has a great answer for that. But he's just a very funny human being, if nothing else. Uh, you know, it, it seems like I can't go a full week without finding some kind of gem of him on Twitter. Uh, so he's going to be the speaker at the Maslin Spring Kickoff, and we believe that is on May 3rd. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, tickets are on sale now. I, I know how Maslin people are. You wait to get your tickets. I'm the same way. Hank and I, ever since we heard he was going to be the speaker before it even publicly got announced, we said we were going. I still don't have my ticket to you. I Not officially, but it's Not officially. Happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> we're going. Don't put it off. We, you need to get your tickets sooner than later. You know uh, That way they know exactly how many people are coming. It definitely helps them out with all of the processes it takes to get this thing going. So go get your tickets. It's going to be a great time. He's a fantastic speaker, hilarious, and a really good football guy. So make sure you go to that. Uh, but back into it, uh, how did the kids do, if that was even something that you guys really got to see or witness, how did they do at the opening? Uh, they did really good. I mean, we had a couple kids that um, performed exceptionally well. Uh, Luke Murphy, they do a grading system and any type of those Nike combines where they kind of rate uh, each kid throughout his performances and the different drills that they do and that sort of stuff throughout the day. Um, and uh, Luke Murphy, one of our safeties, uh, came out with, with as a number one spot. Um, had a great performance down there. Uh, Jaden Ballard was another uh, athlete that, that did exceptionally well, as expected, um, at the Combine. Um, but we just had a lot of kids that get a lot of good exposure, um, you know, and that sort of stuff, which is fantastic for them, especially kids that are looking to go to the next level, not even just D1, but um, all across the board. Um, and along those lines, too, we have another showcase that's coming up and I believe it's on May 1st um, that we're having at the indoor. That's our specific – I mean, that's that's something that we, we put on. It's a Mass Entire College football showcase. 
Um, and that one is really uh, something that um, we take full advantage of the facilities that we have at Maslin that other schools don't. Um, you know, it's uh, there's going to be a ton of colleges there, and like I said, not just Division One, but Division One through you know down two, three, whatever, um, which really gives our kids a ton of exposure. Um, we're kind of combining that that and the liftathon are kind of our next two big tests, with the liftathon being our strength and power uh, component for the tests, and then the um, Madison Tigers College Football Showcase being the uh, more athletic side of you know agility and speed and, and and that sort of stuff applicable power on the field um so that's something to keep in mind too that we got those going on and we're really excited about how our kids are are going to perform in that um you know so it's a really good thing but you know kind of going back to the uh the spring kickoff um that's coming up here in a couple weeks make sure you get signed up because tickets are only go i mean it is it's it's may 3rd um, so tickets are only going to be on sale through the 29th, I believe. Um, and that's down at the Maslin Eagles at, uh, at Maslin Eagles 190. And, uh, we have a social hour before, I think that starts at about 5.30. Um, doors open for the event around 6.30. Uh, you have a dinner, like I said, uh, Coach Leach is going to talk, which, you know, if you haven't seen Coach Leach on the internet, or Coach Leach on the internet talking, uh, do yourself a favor. Um, do a quick little Google search there because uh, he never fails to impress. Um, but it's a pretty cool event. Um, dinner tickets, forty bucks. The social hour and the uh, dinner ticket, I think, is one hundred and fifty. Um, money well spent. Like I said, it supports programs. Just another way to to get involved with with, with what, what we're doing. And uh, you know, it's not something I'm gonna miss. Because, uh, like, you know, like you guys already said, the, the guy's amazing, so it should be a pretty cool thing. So we're excited about it. Yeah, when they first publicly announced that he was going to be the speaker, you know, I, I jokingly said that they were going to have to host this at Paul Brown Tiger Stadium because that many people were going to come. You know, obviously that's a joke, but anything short of Paul Brown Tiger Stadium should sell out. I mean, if, yeah. if you don't know who this guy is, if you don't think it's that big of a deal, uh, you're wrong. You know, we've, we've had a lot of big-name speakers, not to take away from them. Uh, but for whatever reason, Mike Treach, Mike Leach, yeah, I got it right that time. Yeah. Uh, Mike Leach is a trending viral sensation. This man, anything he says, it, it, it just goes viral. It doesn't matter what it is. No. He had a post-game conference when he talked about they asked him a, a football question, and he somehow turned it into either a possum or raccoon child story. I, I don't know how. I forget, but it's just the funniest <laughs> thing ever. You know, hey, how coach, how'd your quarterback do tonight? Oh, pretty good. When I was a kid, I once chased a possum. I, it, it's just who he is. Look him up if you don't know who he is. It's hilarious. You're going to want to go. Uh, if you want to meet him, get the uh, meet and greet social hour uh, tickets. Uh, that's also money well spent if, if you want to go down and do all of that. Otherwise, just the regular ticket. Uh, definitely get to still see him speak, get the dinner out of it. It's definitely worth the time. Yeah, uh, you know, do yourself a favor. If if you enjoy just fun human beings, Mike Leach is one of them. Uh, if you want the mass and connection, you know, he's, uh, he's the one that just recruited Jameer to go out to Washington State as a running back. And... Um, 
if you want some reading material, his biography, Swing Your Sword. We're not getting paid for this, but I'm you know halfway through reading it right now, and it is fantastic to say the least. Um, you know, you, you think forty dollars, hundred and fifty dollars for the you know the dinner, the meet and greet. That's a lot of money. It's really not. This is a once in a lifetime experience. If you don't, if you just want to stay in Maslin yet meet Mike Leach, it. The man is. I I have no words to express what kind of human being he is. But you will not meet anyone else like him in your lifetime. He's very unique. <laughs> yeah, unique is probably the best word to explain it. So, I I mean I'm out of stuff to say, stuff to ask. How about you, Rob? Uh, I mean yeah, just you know reiterate everything. Make sure you go to the liftathon, get your tickets for the spring kickoff. Uh, show your support. You know, do a quick search on Facebook and Twitter. Follow. All of the uh, Maslin Tiger stuff, just to see, stay up to date with all, everything that's going on. Uh, one thing that I want to throw out there, you know, we got this grip and rip challenge going on. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, somebody threw out the idea of an alumni like football game, alumni seven on seven. You know, who do I need to talk to to get something like that? Going? Huh, that's huh, what hold I on, hold Hank on. can do the grip and rip. No, no, I no. want to know who's doing the seven on seven. The seven on seven is is discriminatory towards linemen. Because a seven on seven is not a real game. Well, if we want to get a rip challenge. if we want to get an alumni game going, I mean, Canada comes to town almost once a year. <laughs> we can get that going second half. You know, I think we should go full throttle, full pads. Yeah, get some referees. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm full in. Probably only play a half because everybody will be injured within the first 12 minutes of the game. Oh, we could chalk it up to a full game, but you know, let <laughs> you it ride. Twenty year olds, one way or another, you know, you know. Yeah, I'm good for throwing it out there. Maybe somebody will listen. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's you know that's the last you got, Rob. That's all I got. All right. Coach Studer, you got anything else? No, just thanks for having me. Um, always a pleasure to be on the show. Look forward to the next one. Uh, football season is going to be here before you know it. I mean, it's hard to believe it's already April. Um, you know, we got April, May. June's here, man. We're in it, and it's go time. So uh, we're getting pretty excited. Kids are getting pretty excited. Um, weather's starting to turn around, starting to get warm. So it's, you know... Once you start smelling that freshly cut grass, you know football is right around the corner. So uh, it's an exciting time. Just glad to be home. I'm still kind of living in the honeymoon phase of being back, and uh, I don't I don't imagine that that uh, my joy for being back here and being part of this thing is going to fade anytime soon. I just love being here every day, and it's just an amazing thing. So uh, you know we got a lot of great things going on. Like I said, so come out and uh, enjoy it. You know that's what Maslin's all about. We're all about our kids. We're all about our community and uh, this whole football thing. And it just brings us all together a little bit better, a little bit closer. So take advantage of it. Come out, support our kids, um, be a part of this great thing, this great town called Maslin. And, uh, you know, let's just live it up, baby. we got another season coming. It's going to be here before you know it. Yep. You know, like you said, yeah, you're still in the honeymoon phase. I don't think we're going to, the town's going to be out of the honeymoon phase anytime soon, having a, a coach studer back in the weight room. Uh, you know, football season's going to be here before we know it. Um, I think for us here at the Black Swarm Podcast, maybe once a month ish on about that pace, you can expect an episode, but. To say we plan these things out any more than a week beforehand is giving us too much credit. Um, 
I was informed of this today. <laughs> it's still getting out, though. <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes. You know, it doesn't yeah. take much. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, on behalf of us, you know, we love having you on the show. Uh, but more than that, we love having you back in Maslin, you know, doing what you're meant to do. Uh, and we hope that stays like that for a long time. So, I, I mean, for all of that, you know, for us, the Black Swarm Podcast, Hank Pfeiffer, Jim Matigli, uh, a special guest, Dan Suter, more than a special guest. He's going to be here more than a few times again this year. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, have a great day, night. Well, it depends. Are they listening in the day or the night? Don't give me that look. Have a great time. Have a great time. Stay slobby. Go Tigers.